Above and to his right, the forested ridges. Below and to his left, moonlit rooftops spilled down four miles to a black bay spanned by great bridges. Receding behind him, beyond the houses and above the trees, a soaring Gothic building rose like a cathedral against the night. In its shadowed buttresses, the hosts and legions, gargoyles and cherubim, crouched and dancing, wept and stood watch. He turned onto the main descending road and made his way down to the edge of the water. Out over the bridges, across the glassine bay and into the hills. Another hour south to where the highway met the ocean, then the long, moonlit ride along the mountainous California coast. There were more direct routes to Los Angeles. He took the long way, winding beneath the crags with the waves crashing far below. He rolled the windows down and played no music. The hours turned small. South of Big Sur, he passed beneath a castle built on a mountaintop by a long dead man who'd made his fortune in newspapers. When the highway turned in from the coast, he stopped in a one-street tourist village hidden in a tiny valley. He remembered its late-night liquor store. Squinting under banks of fluorescence, he purchased a tall can of energy drink, which tasted like bubblegum dissolved in cleaning fluid. The road from there skirted the ocean again, past a great rock that loomed invisibly from the dark sea, then continued inland and began to hint at civilization. He rolled up the windows and put on the radio, wincing as he slurped at the can. The sun was rising when he arrived at Los Angeles International Airport. He dropped his car at a frenzied off-site rental facility crowded with exhausted vacationers, slung his backpack over his shoulder and went through the motions at the security checkpoint with as little human interaction as he could manage. On the airplane, he turned down the flight attendant's offer of a free drink and promptly passed out. The plane flew east through the day and the night and into the next day. He woke after a couple of hours and couldn't sleep any longer. They made many stops. In Ireland, he bought a pint in an airport pub that was inexplicably open in the middle of the night. In the Netherlands, he changed his undershirt and socks in the bathroom, pulling fresh ones from his straining pack and tossing the old into a garbage can. He switched to a private charter and flew on. In Kuwait City, he and his fellow passengers milled in a private terminal for an hour or so before climbing back on board and heading east again. He thought, wouldn't it have been faster going the other way? At its final destination, in the hollow of the night, the plane disgorged its passengers into quietly orchestrated chaos. A cavernous terminal of wood and canvas hummed with the sounds of transit. Parties seeking other parties, terse announcements issued on lo-fi speaker boxes, the zip of tightening backpack straps, and the soft thump of duffels released to the floor. There were civilians, reporters, private contractors, people whose occupations he could not identify, and many military. He followed a group of these outside into the dark. They trudged over gravel paths between tents and temporary buildings to a large and well-lit shack at the edge of a black airfield. 
There they checked a dry erase board that passed for a departures list and sat down to wait. He watched a slightly built young journalist with quiffed hair and rectangular glasses fiddle with his backpack and press badge. Throughout the night, in twos and threes, they disappeared. The airfield serviced a steady stream of helicopters and cargo planes coming and going in the dark. One would arrive, barely audible as it crested the hills, its sound building until the whole shack vibrated. People would file out into the dark and rush of noise, the plywood door snapping shut behind them. Off they would go to their destinations, then silence until the next. It was a small crew that was scheduled to ride on his flight. Him plus two reporters and ten military. He had some time. He stood outside the shack for a while, watching the flights come and go. He enjoyed hearing the first comforting sounds.